What's going on, guys? Welcome back to No Reserves Radio. I'm your host, Ren. With me, as always, Angelo and Austin. We are back on a normal dialed episode. No more lists for now. No more weird games, which I still need to get the results of our last draft. Yep. Uh, we're, we're just going to get back to basically talking basketball, which is really what this podcast was started to do. Um, before we get into that, What's going on, guys? <laughs> nothing? Nothing. You guys got nothing. Uh, <laughs> That's depressing. I, I, I was actually waiting for Austin, and then I looked down and saw he was muted, and I was like, ah. I, I was in a coughing fit. Uh-huh. Okay, I was, yeah. that, that, that makes this sound depressing. <laughs> <laughs> So, so how how are things? Because this has been a long day. So I'm tired. You're tired. I'm too. Um. Yeah, that's 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 what's going on in the life of No Reserves Radio right now. Hopefully, Alex is doing well because we're clearly not. Um. Yeah, Alex is doing great. I I would hope so. Um. So I specifically before we get into anything, I I. I specifically asked for one of you to find a question of the week. Did either of you do that? Austin just muted his mic, so. (laughs) I'm usually the one that does it if Ren doesn't, so it's on Angelo. What? So. Am I wrong? No. Yes. Yes, yes, you're very wrong. (laughs) So what we're going to do, we're going to do something a little bit different today. And I'm going to come up with one on the start of the week instead of the question of the week. This isn't Jeopardy. Um, (laughs) So so, a bit of a relevant question of the week. What does accountability mean to you? (laughs) Absolutely nothing. Oh, I know. That's why we're in this situation. Okay, fine. Um, (laughs) I got the question. Why would you think that would be funny? Uh, I don't know. Angelo (laughs) chuckled. Angel chuckles at chuckles at everything. True, it's just That's pity true. chuckles. Uh, question on the fly, basketball related. Um, okay, blind NBA draft. You don't know who you're getting, but you can pick one position that's going to be your cornerstone franchise player. So, if you say like point guard, you get a point guard, right? That that makes sense. So. One position, current NBA, to build your franchise around, what position is it going to be? Small, small forward. forward. I, you know, like three years ago, I would say small forward as well. But it, it's got to be the point card. Got to be the point card. There's too many good options because, like, if we were to do a random wheel, we'll do that later, like off air. But the uh, wheel. It, we'll do the wheel. And I think that you'd be surprised at how much more likely you are to get someone good at the point guard position. Um, I mean, I believe it. But... So, NBA news. So, I debated how I wanted to do this tonight. So, I don't know which one I want to start with. One is kind of funny. One is depressing. So, we'll start with depressing because that's the kind of moods we're in. Um. 
Yay. Kevin Porter Jr. So this is an interesting story. Um, he was arrested last week for domestic battery, right? And the story is getting more and more interesting because while he was guilty of hitting, I don't know how to say her name. She plays in the WNBA, Kisrae Gondrezic, who's his girlfriend. Um, and that definitely did happen. She's coming out now and saying that, like, some of the news that came out is not accurate. Like, he hit her once, which is obviously unacceptable, but it wasn't that he kept assaulting her or she made sure that it came out that there's a report that he strangled her and shattered one of her vertebrae or broke one of her vertebrae, and that's a lingering Damn. injury. She, It's... Hold on, let me... I scrolled down. Um, has a congenital defect that was mistaken for a cracked vertebrae. So it's something she's always had. So while he still did it, and obviously unacceptable, not defending it, whatever, the news media has kind of ran with it as much worse than it is. And it, you know, it's still bad. It's very, very bad. But it, it's not as bad as it's been portrayed to be. Mm -hmm. um, still problematic, but let's let the investigations run their course before making any deal um next i i asked austin if he had heard or read the anthony edwards quote and he didn't so i'm going to bring it up now so after fiba not directly after fiba but after fiba after um, they lost to canada yeah 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 so they kept asking, like, reporters are vultures, and they kept asking him, which teammate between Towns and Gobert would you rather trade? And he just kept ignoring it and ignoring it and ignoring it, and they kept asking, kept asking, kept asking. And Ant came out and did the political basketball answer, neither one, I like all my teammates, they're my brothers, I wouldn't trade either one of them. I don't think that's necessarily true, because... Obviously, if you're anyone, you're trading Gobert, right? Like, if you have to trade one of them, you're trading Gobert. You're not even thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I I thought that was funny. I don't know why. I think, I think there's a debate to be had depending on who you are. What? I think, I think there's a debate to be had depending on who you are. If... What you need is a defensive stopper around you. Then you go Gobert. I don't. <laughs> At this point in their careers, I don't necessarily know if there's that big of a gap between Gobert and Cat in terms of defense vacuumen. Because while Gobert is a solid shot blocker, I don't think that's necessarily telling of defensive vacuumen. Um, and I do think Cat is a little more agile in terms of perimeter defending. So I guess that's that's very fair. And Cat's not necessarily a slouch on the defensive end of the floor. So I think it's hands down if you're trading one of them, you're trading Gobert, and you're not even looking back. The only reason I think the Wolves would be necessarily hesitant to do that is the amount they paid to get him in the first place. I guess to blow it up so soon after would kind of be admitting defeat. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Anthony Edwards, he, he picks and chooses when he wants to actually say the right things. 
Um, do you guys have any news before we get into the first segment? No, no, I'm good. Nope, I'm ready. Oh, what do oh. you think of um, America or America losing to Canada? Like, do you so, think that should be more of a we're the best nation in the world and we should have our best players out there? Or? Uh, it's tough. Um, it's tough. I don't. I think th- so. There's something I hate about that game is the fact that everyone's saying, you know, the U.S. lost to Canada, right? You like, lost should, Dylan Brooks. But yes. we, what we should be saying is Canada won bronze. Like, give them props. Like, basketball, we say it all the time, is a game of runs. Um, like, this is a huge story because it's the first time Canada has meddled in FIBA, right? It's actually the first time they've meddled in any major basketball competition. And, like, that's what we should be talking about. The first time... Or, not the first time. It's the first time they've meddled in any major national basketball event since the 1936 Berlin Olympics, which at that time was actually when uh, Germany got its first gold. Um, But I I think that it does lead into, like, how is the U.S. going to respond to this? Because while I do think that we should be giving props to the teams that did medal because they played outstanding basketball. Um, obviously, the U.S. has the deepest pool right now of talented players. So I saw a comment that popped up like just hours after the bronze game, and it said, Redeemed Team to Electric Boogaloo. And I think that's what we're going to see. Um, I've been seeing a lot of like edits of... Steph, Katie, and LeBron in Team USA jerseys. Um, and it says, like, the last dance or whatever. And I think we're going to see something like that. I don't think we would see a huge influx of star power. I just think that some of the older players that know they're at the end of their NBA careers probably will suit up one last time for Team USA and try to push for that gold. Um, but no, we need to be better about giving props to those teams because what Canada did was impressive. Like, the U.S. team was young, but it's a talented team. So, yeah. Do you have any opinion on it? Because I'm the only one talking. I think we're America. I think we believe ourselves to be the greatest nation in the world, and... I think not meddling at all is a huge disappointment. So and... this actually, it, it's disappointing, but this, there was a, it's an Olympic sprinter. I can't remember their name right off. His I was reading about Noah it. Lyles. I was about to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So do you want to go ahead and. No, you're good. You can preface it. So basically what he did is he came out and he was talking about North American major sports and I don't have the quote in front of me. Um, so I'm paraphrasing it here, but basically what he said is it's kind of ridiculous that every champion in the U S like if you win the Super Bowl or you win the world series or the Stanley cup or whatever, we, we call it the world champion. And that doesn't necessarily make sense because it's U S and in some cases, Canada exclusive. 
I get that that's kind of incendiary to say or agree with, but it's it's kind of true. Like, while all these people have, like, all these players from around the world, as we see with Jokic and Bede, uh, Luka, like, it, the NBA is a global game. So it makes sense, but those teams aren't fully being represented. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always had a problem with that. I just think we should, you know, call it the NBA champion or NFL champion, Super Bowl champion. Like we don't have to call it champion of the world because you're. Not, Do we really call it champion of the world? Does any sport other than the World Series call it champion of the world? Yeah, we call the it the NBA, NBA Finals. No, but it's world champions. Yeah, they do. If you look they at they all the merchandise, like the shirts they're wearing after they win, like while they're holding uh, the trophy, it it's it says world champions. Yeah. Angeles Lakers. So I think that, I don't think it's as big of a deal because there's kind of this mindset of America's just trying to be America and we're the best, blah, 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 whatever. But I think the idea behind it is, especially in sports like the MLB, right? Like in MLB, the best players typically are not from the U.S. So Correct. all nations have the ability to be represented in these leagues. Um, the same with the NHL. The majority of the star players are either Russian or Canadian. So the rosters are global, and that's kind of where world champions come from. So... Like, I get it, but at the same time, it's just, it, it's semantics. And generally, I, I like arguing semantics, but in this case, it's, I, I, I got nothing else. <laughs> no, I, I believe I agreed with Noah Lyles. And then I know Giannis came out in support of him, too, actually. It, it, it's just a strange, like I said, it's completely unimportant. It's semantics, but it is a little weird. It's less weird now because back in, I don't know, even as early as the 90s, there weren't a lot of foreign-born players on these rosters. Like, there were some, but it's not as prevalent as it is now. So, yeah, it's whatever. Um you guys ready to move into the segment that I think is going to lead to the biggest argument since the playoffs? Let's sure. Do it. All right. Give so, me what? Nothing. Go on. So, the NBA Board of Governors voted unanimously on a new rule for next season. The idea behind it is an. It's not a new rule. It was put in place in 2017. It's just being more stringent. And oh, the reason... Being enforced more. Well, it's 100% going to be enforced more because this is a um, television year. So, like, this is when, like, the NBA is talking to the big companies trying to get more money. So, what the NBA is doing is basically imposing fines on teams for resting players unnecessarily. Um, mm-hmm. It's already started. The basic change 
teams must comply with a multitude of rules. So rule one is no more than one star player is unavailable for the same game unless, like, if there's a situation like they have a family emergency or they're actually injured. They've built in exceptions. Uh, yeah, there are exceptions. And there are... There is an exception to the rule, and I'll cover that first. So teams or players that are 35 years or older by opening night or have amassed 34,000 regular season minutes or a combined 1,000 regular season and playoff games are exempt. So they can be rested on, like, healthy scratch nights. Only certain nights, though. Well, it depends. So there is there are exceptions to the rules, and it, it's a very... I don't want to say confusing rule, but like if you have a player, for example, if you were to say Anthony Davis is injury prone and needs extra time for rest, the league can approve that for you to have him off as a healthy scratch. The seven players that fit the baseline exception and don't have to be pre-approved are LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, James Harden, DeMar DeRozan, and Mike Conley. Um, so, how do we determine who is allowed to be healthy scratch? So, this is the problem that Angelo had, and he, he kept trying to discuss it and before we got into this, and I didn't want to discuss it until we got to tonight. So, Teams have to ensure that star players are available for national TV and in-season tournament games. So last year, the Phoenix Suns, or the Phoenix Suns host the Portland Trailblazers on November 21st, and then the Golden State Warriors the following night. Devin Booker would not be allowed to sit out for the Warriors game for rest because it's on national TV. He could sit out for the Trailblazers rest. Um. <laughs> Teams must maintain a balance between the number of one-time absences for star players in home games and road games with a preference for those absences to happen during home games. That makes sense, and I'll explain why in a second. So last season, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green all played at home and lost to the Indiana Pacers. All three were rested against the Utah Jazz on the road two nights later. Under the new rules, Golden State would have been investigated and fined. The reason being is if you're playing at home, so this is kind of what we've, I've been talking about this whole time. So if I'm going to a Pacer game, right, I'm going to see Tyrese Halliburton, I'm going to see Miles Turner, I'm going to see the Pacers, right? If they all sit, there's an opportunity two nights later for me to go to a game and see them. Now, if the Mavericks are in town, I only get to see the Mavericks one time a year. Like, they're only going to be here once. So if Luka sits during that game, that's my only chance to see Luka this year. So they would prefer, if you're going to rest players, you rest them when you're at home, when your fans have more of an opportunity to see those players. Um, rule four, or stipulation four, it's not, this is weird. Uh, teams must refrain from any long-term shutdown or near shutdown when the star player stops participating in games or plays a material-reduced role in circumstances affecting the integrity of the game. So Bradley Beal being shut down the last 10 games last season with knee soreness, Damian Lillard being shut down, 
last 11 games with calf soreness. Basically, it's saying you're not injured. You got to play. Like, how? I don't understand the ins and outs of NBA protocol, but could they not just get a team doctor to say that these players are injured? Um, in that situation, that's what the investigation is. Then an NBA doctor like would come in, look at it, and be like, well, you're lying, so now you're getting fined more. Um, it's meant to keep them honest. Yeah. Mm, it depends on how they enforce it. Well, let's 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 get through it and then we'll talk about it. Um, number five, teams must ensure that healthy players resting for games are present and visible to fans. So this is this is something that's been in the league forever. Like if you're injured but you're not like in a hospital or something, you're supposed to still be there. Like you have to be on not necessarily on the bench, but behind the bench, you know, suited up. You're you're not gonna play, but you have to be there. It's kind of how it is in, like... Most sports. Yeah, in most sports. Even, like, you know, high school. Like, yeah. I, would, I would want my players, even if they're injured, to still come to things. So, what are the punishments here? So, if a team violates any of the above rules, it's subject to a fine of $100,000 for the first violation. Literally a slap on the wrist. Uh, $250,000 for the second violation, again, a slap on the wrist, and then $1.25 million for the third. Every instance after that is an additional $1 million. So the fourth time, it's 2.25. The fifth time, it's 3.25. So it, it grows on a linear scale. Um, obviously, I think at a certain point, they'd probably just throw the book at you. Um, did I skip one? Uh, I thought I skipped one, but I guess I didn't. Um, so why is the NBA doing this? Eh, I think that's obvious. It's to achieve better player participation. It's minimize star players missing games. Um, I think it's to get a new contract. It's to get a more favorable contract. That's the main catalyst. it's important to the fan as well. Let's not say it's not. Right? I mean, if they cared more about the fans, then don't you think that they'd favor the home games because, you know... No, because that's... that's Yes, because that's the players you come up to show for. Is it no. not? So, generally, yes. But you still are, like, you're circling a calendar... Like, if you've got 10 games coming up, let's say you, Angelo, are going to a Cavs game, right? Uh-huh. Are you going to go to see the Washington Wizards, or do you want to see the Phoenix Suns? You want to see the Phoenix Suns, because while you're a fan of the Cavs, you're also a fan of basketball. And you don't want to go watch Jordan Poole chuck 40 shots and hit 10 of them. Right? I mean, if you're a Cavs fan, you're going to go see the Cavs regardless of who they're playing. Like, right, you but go to see the, those players. And not only that, play. those tickets are compensated already by, by costing more. Your game against the Suns is going to cost more than your game against the Cavs. Right, but why, or the Wizards, sorry. But why is it going to cost more? Because of those players. But what if those players aren't playing? You're getting ripped off. But they also have... See, they kind of double dipped. 
because they also have the rule that if it's a nationally televised game, your stars can't can't <laughs> sit. So they've they've already covered that. Why not make it? I don't know. They've they already have they kind of double dipped, and it's kind of just to increase ratings. Let's be real. It's it's just to do that. It is mostly. I one hundred percent will say it's mostly driven by financial decisions. But the the NBA is a business, and we're not going to fault them for making business decisions. There is the ulterior motive of fans want to see these players play. Like, yes, I'm a Pacers fan. I'll go to a Pacers game no matter who they're playing. Right. But I'm going to pay that premium when it's LeBron's last time, like when he's doing his last tour. Like, I'm going to go see that, just like I went and saw Kobe's game. I didn't care that it was like 100 bucks for nosebleeds. I'm going to see it because I want to see that player. That's kind of the point. Like, yes, you're going to see your team, but the reason you're paying a premium on those nights is because you want to see those specific players. I totally get or that, and they double-dipped on that. But what I'm saying is they're now going to make games that are not televised games absolutely miserable for... Like, if, if you're a Wizards fan and you live in, let's say, Cleveland and they have a game in Cleveland, that game's going to be absolutely miserable because they're not going to be playing their starters in that game, especially if it's not televised. You're kind of... Honestly, you're perpetuating the issue that the, you know, the rich teams feast and the small markets famine. If you were... If you're so for that, why are you for this? Because that's just going to make the famine even worse because now you're not going to see those star players play those lesser known teams i strongly disagree because what i think this is going to do is just get us back to where we should have been to begin with i think there's too many players that are like we're seeing daycare level injuries Kawhi leonard sitting tummy ache like that's actually happening we are pampering world-class athletes because they are saying it's affecting their performance. Do I think there's an argument to be made to shortening the season? Yes, absolutely. I think that there's too many back-to-back nights, and that's sort of detrimental to players' health. But, like, Mikael Bridges had no problem, right? Yeah. So we're acting like these players, and this was mostly started by Kawhi because he didn't trust team doctors for whatever reason. Um, But they're acting or we're acting like this is the mainstay. This is new. This behavior is new. And all this is going to do is make teams and coaching staffs go back to holding their players accountable. Again, that accountability piece we were talking about at the beginning. You're signing a contract. This is the expectation. You don't miss a game because of a bruise. That's the culture shift that I think this is going to have because owners like their money, right? So now let's say they're paying $35 million for a player, right? That player doesn't feel like playing tonight because he thinks it's detrimental to his health, even though it's, it's not because it's, it's basketball. Um, Obviously, anything can happen, but that can happen on a night that you rest. Like, 
So you're paying $35 million for this player to sit on the bench because he doesn't feel like playing, right? And now you're also going to pay a $1.2 million fine? That's not happening. Those teams are not going to pay for it. Those small market teams that you're talking about, they're not going to be arresting their players for no reason. Oh, so cool. then if you're a star player, you definitely don't want to go there now. No, because the big market teams won't either. <laughs> okay. I guarantee they won't because what what ultra rich person, which is what an NBA owner is, correct? Which ultra rich person's just like, you know what? Burn that 1.25 so that person can sit on the bench. Plus I'm know, already him. Do you know what the rich person cares about more than that one point two five million dollars? What's that? being told what to do and what not to do with their players that they pay. If an owner wants to be petty, like they could do some of the things that I already alluded to, like having the team doctor smuff an injury. Like, no, they're totally going to be, a shift in the sense that you're going to have teams who try to find ways around the rules and make it more alluring for players to join your team. I don't think so. Okay. Because again, this was approved unanimously. This was something they all agreed upon because again, what does a better TV deal do for your coffers as one of those big market owners? A lot more than winning does by having that star player that's only there because you let him sit whenever he wants. The TV deal is where the money is going to be. So again, this is something that had voted on unanimously. There wasn't a team that was like, no, nah, I don't like that. Every single member of the board said, yep, absolutely do it. Because it's ridiculous at this point. At this point, like up to this point, there That's was ridiculous. At, up to this point, there was too much player agency where the players could just refuse to play, right? Now that's not an option. So, um, continue. Um, Victor Wimbanyama, is there anything in these rules that will limit how often the Spurs can rest him? Uh, San Antonio and Wimbanyama are not impacted by the NBA rest policy nor the 65-game criteria that determines if a player is eligible for the league honors. Under the memo obtained by ESPN, a star player is defined by a player who has made the All-Star or All-NBA teams in any of the three previous seasons. No, it'll just matter in like two years. Despite his star appeal, Wimbanyama does not fall in this category because he is a rookie, although he would meet their criteria in February if selected to the All-Star game. Um, Wimbanyama is also ineligible to be named Rookie of the Year if he falls short of the 65-game requirement that was added in the CBA. Uh, oh, if that ha- oh, if that happens. Oh, boy. Anyway, go on. So... What is stopping teams from listing players as hurt to avoid the perception that they're resting healthy players? For the record, 
I didn't read through any of this beforehand because I wanted live discussion. So I'm hoping you guys didn't thoroughly read any of it. Nope. It's important to note that the resting policy pertains to players who are healthy. Under the 2022-23 NBA Operations Manual, it is left to the team's physician's medical opinion to determine if a player is injured and cannot play for one or more games. The league did have jurisdiction to review the team's determination that the player is not healthy for purposes of the resting policy. Under the PPP, team physicians will continue to determine if a player is injured, but to promote compliance with this new policy, the league has the right to investigate, including an independent medical review to determine the player's availability. An automatic league office investigation is triggered if the star player misses one or more games involving the below circumstances. 1. Star player misses national TV or in-season tournament game. 2. Multiple star teammates miss the same game. 3. Inconsistent statements contradicting player status. So, back in 2019, the Clippers were fined $50,000 under the inconsistent statement provision when then-coach Doc Rivers said Kawhi Leonard felt great despite being rested on front end of a back-to-back. The league also has the discretion to investigate based on the following. Pattern of one-game road absence for star players, long-term shutdown affecting the integrity of the game, unusual, atypical, or other circumstances. So... Essentially, if you're telling me Kawhi's sitting tonight because he's got a foot injury, I'm going to investigate it because Kawhi has a pattern. If you tell me that, like, Mikael Bridges is out tonight for this televised game because he hurt his wrist in practice, I'm going to trust it. Like, I'm not going to investigate you for that one time, is what they're saying. Um, so if a player has a consistent pattern of sitting... That's when the investigation starts. Comments, concerns, emotional outbursts on that one? Nope. So, what are the teams saying about the PPP? ESPN talked to representatives of multiple teams, and while they said they understand the need for star players to be available for nationally televised games and not setting back-to-back games for us, there are valid concerns. The main concern from what happens when a team determines a star player is healthy enough to play in back-to-back games, but that player determines he is sore and needs rest. Because the PVV is not a collectively bargained rule, the team, not the player, will get fined if that rule is violated. The other concern is that the PPP might contradict a team's use of a sports science team's use of sports science to monitor the workload of its players. As one team told ESPN, what happens if two star players play 45 minutes in an overtime game on the first night of the back-to-back? The data says that both players should be given the next game off for rest, but by rule set of the PPP, both are determined or both are required to play because there's no injury. So, I, I do like that they're talking about like from the team's perspective, and this is what I'm talking about in the culture. Here's, here's a silly question. Mm-hmm. Let's say you wanted to get around this rule. Right. Is there anything stopping you from having a player start, play 10 minutes, benching him the rest of the game? Okay. The integrity of the game part. Okay. I was just curious. So, So that's... And again, like, if you have a player land funny and, like, it's a player that you're not, like, used to, 
the league might just look the other way, but if Kawhi Leonard kind of lackadaisically jogs up and down the court and then sits on the bench for the rest of the game, that's when they would be investigating. So it's context, right? And that's the point. Um, so I like that in that they're talking about what teams are saying, and it, no one's disagreeing with it. They're just saying that the players, because it's not a CBA negotiation thing, the players can just refuse to play. Yep. But that's what I'm talking about, where if you want that $35 million contract, you're going to play. Because I'm not going to pay you for you to sit. Right? Like, are, are you just... But yeah, there's two sides to that coin. What's the other side? If you find me as a player, then I'm just not going to play. <laughs> like then you're just going to get cut and you're never going to get another contract. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, okay. They're just going to cut Kawhi Leonard and he's never... Yeah, okay. You don't think that would happen? No. If you're just caught... If you're... Okay. So if you're mad at me, okay, you're Kawhi Leonard, I'm paying you $45 million a year, right? Yep. And you're not going to play because you're mad that you're asked to fulfill your contract, right? So now you're thinking that a team is going to tie up $45 million, not just in hard cash, but in their cap space for you to not play. And they're going to rack up fines for you not playing. You think a team is going to do that because you're Kawhi Leonard? No, absolutely not. It depends on how many instances. You you would get fired as the general manager of that franchise immediately. You are going to, with a straight face, you are going to, with a straight face, tell me you are comfortable for the decision. And the owner will tell you to get out. What do you? Okay. Angelo, you're running a franchise. Okay. So you, you, regardless of how you feel about it, you have to follow the rule, correct? Right? Sure. Like, because if you break the rule, you're getting fined, okay? So you're the owner, okay? I'm Kawhi Leonard. Does the fine go on your cap? Uh, No, but the $45 million that is not playing because you're telling him he has to play does. So you've got $45 million. You're paying him. That's hard cash. Plus, it's $45 million against your cap that you could be using to sign another player that's just going to show up to a game. You're telling me you're taking Kawhi Leonard to sit on the bench over a player that's going to be available. No questions asked. If we're talking about the difference between 10 and 20 games, yes. So you're comfortable paying him that amount of money to play 60% of the games. For yes. no, but he's not injured for you, the other. It's not. Teams. It's not like it's not like you like go into this and you don't know who Kawhi is. Like That's if if saying. you sign the contract, you have already acknowledged I'm in the Kawhi Leonard <laughs> business. That's so the- yes, you come in with the expectation that if I have to take some fines, I'm gonna take some fines. So, but there's two sides of that coin. If you're Kawhi Leonard, you're signing that contract with the expectation that you are going to play basketball if you're healthy. Why do you only put the onus on the team? Why do you not think the players are accountable for these things? Why are you okay? Like, because if a team was doing this, 
right? So, like, let's say a team was like, okay, well, you're not going to play. We're not going to pay you. You would 100% be against that. You would 100% against Genie Bus coming out and saying, like, ah, you know what? Anthony Davis, you want to rest? We're not going to pay you for this game. You would be on your soapbox about that. Why do you think it's okay for the player to screw over the team, but not the team to screw over the player? Answer that. I... I legitimately want to know your answer for why it's okay for the player to screw over the team but not the team to screw over the player because the I'm... player have has anonymity a on his body and he knows how he's feeling the team does not he, i don't care he... if you sign the contract or not like you're getting in the bit like how do i explain this so uh, let's do it in the positive direction Okay. You sign Tom Brady, you're an NFL team. Uh-huh. You understand that you have to completely change the way you run offense and defense, damned be whatever your offensive coordinator, your head coach says. But you get him, he's going to be available every game and he gets great results. Yeah, yeah he's going to be available every game. Well, I'll you're not griping about that. I'll change my system for a player that's available every game. But is okay. Tom Brady playing every but, game? But here's the thing. If the results are great, you're going to acquiesce to whatever the player wants to keep that player we're, happy. We're I don't care who you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> when it comes to on-the-court things or, like, team-building things, sure. But, uh, what? okay, Angelo, I, I want you to call your bank tomorrow. And tell them, hey, I know I signed that contract for my mortgage, but I don't really feel like paying it this month. How's that going to go for you? Listen. How's that going to go for we, you? We both know that life and the rules of sports players are two completely different things. But it shouldn't be. It absolutely Kawhi should be. Leonard, Kawhi Leonard per season... Okay, per every year he's in the NBA before we talk about endorsement contracts, right? Makes more in one year than the average American is going to make in their lifetime. Yes. Before we talk about endorsements, you're going to tell me you can't even be available to play a game that you're getting paid more than the average American is going to make in their entire lifeline, lifetime. Yes. Because you don't feel good. Like, yeah. I get it, but that's, like, injury in professional sports is a risk of the job. If you are an electrician, the risk of the job is getting electrocuted, is it not? But yeah. you just can't say, oh, I think I might get electrocuted today. I'm not going to wire that house. That's what your job is. I don't care if you think you don't feel right. You are getting paid more than the average American will make in their entire lifetime. Go up for work. Now, if you're actually injured, again, that's different. If a doctor is saying you are at risk for injury, that's different. If you're just saying, I don't really feel like it, that's where the problem lies. Do you disagree? Mm. Because there's no medical reason for him to avoid it. Because again, it's like, if Tom Brady was like, mm, you know what? 
I might get hit today. I'm not playing. Yeah, that's part of the game. That's what you signed up for. That's what we're paying you for. So players like Kawhi, if they're going to refuse to play consistently enough, it doesn't matter whether it's a big market, small market, medium market, they're not going to keep signing him. I think in the in professional sports, this isn't just the NBA. It's the NBA, the NFL, the MLB. Regardless of what sports you play, there is a risk-reward headache. How much production do I get versus how much headache do I get? And does that balance itself out? Once you become more of a headache than a asset, then you're gone. I don't think missing whatever it is, 20, 10, 20 games for Kawhi production is, is outweighing it. I'm sorry. Like you, you, I know you say that Kawhi Leonard is, is paid more than most people are in a lifetime, but you got to have to understand they're paid by billionaires. Do you know the difference between them? Do you know the difference between 1 million and 1 billion? Yes, it's absolutely insane. Yes. Someone put it in time. One million seconds ago was last week. One billion was in the 1990s. Yeah, it was. Yes, exactly. So, so the gap, so one million dollars to a billionaire is a drop in the bucket, my friend. I know. I'm talking over time. If you're in the if you're in the Kawhi, the here's the thing: you understand what you're getting into if you have one of those players, right? And I'm that's what I'm saying. I think that so you've already are... made that assessment. You've already made that decision. You're just trying to force when okay, owners but... to have leverage over players that they haven't had before, and it's I, I'm interested right. to see how that goes. Right, and that's the thing is we can say whatever we want, but this is new territory. So I would be interested to see Kawhi's next contract. Um, Austin, you've been very quiet tonight. I'm just letting you two go at it. Okay. He's he's distracted. Um, but no, it's not like... So Kawhi's current contract is $180 million, roughly. You're comfortable paying him 180 million to sit on the bench. You so you're doing this thing where you pretend like Kawhi Leonard doesn't play any games at all. Oh no, I'm not. We're talking. I, I we're talking like about the difference. Like I, I, I can't say this enough. We're talking about the difference between 10 to 20 games. Right, and 20 games is a lot. Almost a quarter of the season. Yeah, that's... Again, if you want to make an argument for shortening the season, I'm all for it. I'm 100% on board. I think that the season is way too long, and I think it's detrimental to players. However, in that situation, the players aren't really going to go for it because if you cut the season shorter, the revenue of the league drops, correct? Because there's less games. So the player contracts are going to drop because there's not as much money for those players. So, in this sense, instance, 
Kawhi is the kind of player that wants to have his cake and eat, the, eat it too. He wants the 82-game season because it's good for his pockets. But he doesn't want to play the games that he's signed up for. That's the point I'm trying to make, is if you are only going to give me 60 games, then you sign a contract that's 60 games of value. Don't ask me to give you a Supermax if you're not going to be available every night. Mm. I think I think we're just gonna have to agree to disagree here. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. This is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because because what you, what you're saying doesn't exist. There isn't a sixty game contract. So take a pay cut. If you're only gonna be available for this many games, that's all I'm gonna offer you. I'm not offering you the full contract. Great. Until a team is willing to give him the full contract and they get Kawhi Leonard. So, so I mean, if, if you want to be at a competitive disadvantage, you go for it, Boo. No, I'll just sign players that want to play basketball. Dude, is Kawhi Leonard the best player in basketball? He's one of the best Dude. players in basketball. When he plays. Uh... Once again, he played like 65 games last year. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited to see what the outcome is. Because I do think that you're thinking that this is going to just be like teams are going to rest stars. And I just... Rich people don't get rich by burning yes. money. They're gonna rest they're gonna rest stars in games that don't matter. That's what's gonna happen. I don't think so. I think this is a move to try to get the ball back in the owner's court. Because I, is this a problem in any other sport? Like it is Patrick Mahomes gonna sit next week for no reason. Is that going to happen? Well, no, Andrew. but uh, it, it's not in in a full contact sport where you get laid out by three hundred pound guys running fifteen miles per hour. Weird. Um, do you think Alex Ovechkin's going to sit in the NHL if he just gets like a random game for no reason? You're talking about different cultures and different sports. That's though. what I'm saying. This culture, yes. this what we're talking about in basketball right now. This is a new culture. This, like, it's asinine. You don't see this in football. You see players playing with broken hands all the time. They don't even talk about it because that's it's... that's because one of the things they don't tell you is if you don't play, you get replaced. They're not going to replace LeBron James or Kawhi Leonard for missing a game. And not only that. The sample size in the NFL is literally a third, if so, not less. So, so if if Patrick Mahomes decided to take a rest week, he's just going to get replaced? If it lasts so long, yes. Really? Yes. No. I'm so. What do you mean no? It, it, okay, is, so let's, it happens. Let's, let's, let's go to the NHL then where you don't just get replaced. 
Okay. Uh, sure. Sidney Crosby played half a season, or not half a season. He played into the playoffs with a broken forearm. Like, didn't even tell the team doctors because he knew they would shut him down. Right. That's, is Sidney Crosby going to get replaced? If that's, you're a, that's a culture thing. That's, that's what but I've been trying That's what I'm saying. You did not see Michael Jordan taking a night off. He played with the flu. Remember the flu game? We talk about it still. Kobe finishing his free throws. Like, th- the culture thing is new. It's, and that's what they're trying to curtail because basketball was not always this way. Is basketball more contact-driven than hockey or football? No. No. Are you more likely to get hurt in football or hockey than you are in basketball? Yes. Those players aren't taking rest nights for no reason. This is a one player got away with it because he didn't agree with team doctors because he thought he was misdiagnosed, which he wasn't, but he thought he was. I mean, and suddenly this he is was a new in San Antonio. I, I don't think he was. I do not think he was. I'll look it up later, but I do not think he was. The last thing I remember reading about it was he, like, it's just his word versus theirs. I'm going to trust a medical professional over a basketball player in terms of medical diagnosis. Um, because, again, they were telling him, like, play. Like, it's fine. So, this culture thing started 10 years ago, if that. There's no reason for it to exist. And that's kind of why, like, as a fan of other sports, because you're a fan of sports in general, correct? Not just basketball, obviously. Right. Why do you not want to see the pinnacle of sports? Why do you not want to see Steph Curry versus Kyrie Irving? Like, why does that duel not, like, you're like, ah, well, Steph's resting tonight. It's just the Kyrie show. Great. Like, that's not as enjoyable as a fan of sports. So when we have players in other sports playing with broken hands or broken forearms or prior to common sense, they were playing with concussions, which was just stupid, but you get the point. Like, we have players that legitimately have medical problems that were playing through them. The flu game. Michael Jordan should not have been playing. He had the flu. But that's what it takes. That was a playoff game. But it doesn't matter. It does matter because you don't load manage in the playoffs. He would have done that. You don't load manage in the playoffs. Stop it. He would have done that anyway. And that's kind of the point is we're pampering players. For no reason. Just because one player got away with it and now multiple are doing it. So that's kind of the idea behind the rules. So I fully agree with the rule changes. I'm interested to see what impact they have, if any. I do think that it will lead to a change because, again, owners are rich people and rich people don't get rich by burning money for no reason. And you don't stay rich by burning money for no reason. The idea of owning a franchise is to make more money. And if you're going to pay someone $45 million to play 40% of the season or 60% of the season, and you're getting fined for it, that's not a good financial decision. 
and they're not going to continue making it. They might make it one more time, but if it continues happening, you're going to see these contracts getting lower again. And yes, teams will not take risks and pay more than another team unless they're ran by someone that has no idea what they're doing in terms of money management. Because that's just, it's for financing. You're not even getting the ticket sales for the nights because there are people that will not buy tickets until game day. And if you tell me that star player sitting, I'm not buying a ticket. Like I would for my team, but like I'm not going to buy a ticket for a team I want to go see specifically for that player if that player is not playing. You're not going to get as many TV viewers. Like if I flip on League Pass and Kawhi is sitting, but Darius Garland's playing, I'm going to flip over to the Cavs game. I'm not watching the Clippers without Kawhi or PG. That's not enjoyable. That does not make the league money. That does not make the team money. The teams will not continue to pay for someone that's not going to be there. It's just, again, poor financial decisions. Austin, do you have any closing thoughts on this? <laughs> I know I've been really quiet. You want to get um, a word in on your opinion? Yeah, on like anything? I mean, it. I kind of agree with Angela when it comes full circle with everything. I like for the Kawhi thing. I would definitely take sixty game Kawhi over eighty games someone else that's not going to match the production. But so there you go. But no. So here's the question. I you're paying forty five million for sixty games of Kawhi, or you're paying twenty million for eighty two games of Mikael Bridges. Plus, you've got the extra money to go sign someone else. I mean, Mikael Bridges can match his his outlet or his output. But that's what I'm saying. So, if Mikael can match his output, are you taking Kawhi at forty five, or Mikael at twenty, or Mikael at thirty, or Mikael at thirty five? Mikael is also younger, and he's making that money because he doesn't have the league experience. So, yeah. <laughs> that this is this no, is kind of like apples to oranges here. Like in terms of production, forty-five million, forty-five million. Are you taking Mikael Bridges at eighty-two games or Kawhi Leonard at sixty? I mean, I'm taking Mikael. Are you taking? Because I mean, let's use contracts that are a little more evenly matched. Are you taking Kawhi? Or are you taking Jalen Brown? I'm taking Jalen Brown. Why'd you have to hesitate? <laughs> uh, yeah, why'd you have to hesitate then? Because I was taking Mikel right away. If it was really that, if it was really that obvious. Well, no, it, I, the money is what makes it obvious. So, well, no, like, let's be I real. Thinking, like comparatively, like I feel like, J like, isn't J Jalen Brown's getting paid a lot more? I think that's what I hesitated about. But that's what I'm saying. You're not compare. No, no, no. But that's that's why I was saying like. If you want to, like, give me Mikael Bridges for the same price, I'd take it. Actually, Jalen Brown is making significantly less than Kawhi. That's easy. I'm taking Jalen Brown. Oh, no, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. That, that's you're just it. looking at a one. Contract. You're looking at a one-year sample, my friend. No, I was looking because <laughs> Sport Track has its contracts listed separately. So he's making $49 million next year, which is what Kawhi makes in the last year. This deal. 
the point is. Yes, I'm taking Jalen Brown over Kawhi Leonard. I don't. Okay, that's just okay. down to personal opinion, and but, I don't like Kawhi. But, but, but I you're would giving. But you're giving Kawhi over Jalen. But what I'm I'm not specifically asking for your. So what you're doing in this situation is you're saying here's two players that play the similar amount of games for the same amount of money. Which one are you taking? It's apples and apples, right? That's so, how you compare. You can't compare apples to oranges. That's the whole no, point of playing. But yeah. what I'm saying... But I'm here's the thing. Do, here's no. the thing. Here's the thing. When you were arguing with me, you were implying that you would take someone who doesn't produce as much, but who's going to play 82 games over the production of Kawhi, and that's simply not true. That's not going to happen. It is. So first off, let me, let me clarify here what I'm trying to say about the Jalen Brown. So... When I'm saying I would take a player that produces slightly less, because we're saying Jalen Brown, same contract value, same amount of games played, right? It doesn't matter in that point. Either player, you're getting the same amount of production for for the same cost. When you have a player that plays all the games or most of the games or doesn't load manage for whatever reason, so a player that's going to get you similar production, let's say Tyrese Halliburton, right? So let's... Say Tyrese Halliburton for the same price of Kawhi Leonard. I'm going to take Tyrese Halliburton. And what I'm trying to get across is you say, oh, it's only 20 games. It's only 20 games. How many? No, I'm not saying it's 20 games. I'm saying it's you're taking the most extreme. In most cases, it's like 10 games, dude. Kawhi. Barring injury. Barring actual injuries, yes. Barring what? Like, but that's the thing with Kawhi, you don't know. So when was the last time has so Kawhi has played over seventy games twice in his career? He has played sixty-four, so that's ten. Fifty-eight over ten. Sixty-six, ten. Seventy-two, seventy-four, nine. Sixty over ten. Fifty-seven over ten. Fifty-two over ten. Fifty-two over ten. He's played 628 games over a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11-year career. So the reason why I'm saying this, like why I would take a player that's going to get similar production, if maybe a little bit less production, is you're missing games, not because you're injured, but because you feel like it, correct? Like we're, we're in agreement that's what load management typically is. You don't want to risk an injury, so you're taking a rest day, correct? Correct. How many teams in recent years, and these can be some good teams, like there have been good teams to do this, have missed the playoffs by one game? Happened last year with the Chicago Bulls. Is that a good team? Your hatred is irrelevant. Um, (laughs) One game makes a difference especially in certain conferences to certain divisions so if you're asking me as an owner if i'm going to take a player who's consistently more available at a kind of similar production like i'll even say like slightly lower production for roughly the same cost yes i don't like burning money i'm not going to pay you to sit on my bench for no reason 
if you're an injury prone player, if you're Zion Williamson, I'm taking that risk. I know that you're probably going to get hurt in the first three games, maybe even off the court. You might break a chair and fall and hurt your back. I'm taking that risk because you're Zion Williamson. I'm not taking that risk because, oh, it's the vernal equinox. I can't play tonight. Oh, Mars is bright. Nah, not feeling it. No, I'm not, I'm not paying you for that. That's not a risk I'm willing to take when we have teams making or missing the playoffs by one, two, three games. I'm paying you because I need you to suit up for those one, two, three games that we might miss the playoffs because of. So if you're asking me, would I take a player at slightly less production that has a history of consistently playing? Yes, absolutely. When you're saying Jalen Brown, Kawhi, ha, gotcha. No, it's, it's a player that's frequently missed time. But Jalen Brown hasn't missed as much as Kawhi Leonard. Let's not even pretend he has. For similar production, similar contracts. Yeah, I'm going to take Jalen Brown. You guys got anything else? I just said I think you're overvaluing Jalen Brown a little bit, but you seem to be pretty firm on your stance. Yeah, you do. I think you guys are too soft on yours. Are we, how are we soft on ours? Because you're, oh no, poor Kawhi hit his toe hurt. That's fair. No. That's not what being soft on our stance is. That's what you're doing. You're not as much D'Angelo is, though. You just agree with Angela. I do agree with Angela. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But like I said, money is what talks, and you not being available, that, that hits the money. And if that hits the money, I don't want you on the team. See, I eliminating the like people from the equation, like the specific names, what's stopping teams from just like placing those players on like a suspension or something? What do you mean? Like finding a way for LeBron to get a, if for whatever reason, LeBron gets a suspension so that they can rest him for longer. What's that? I mean, that, that would be investigated. Like, and a player, like, for example, LeBron is not going to, like, risk his legacy. Like, a a star player is not going to risk their legacy over something stupid. Because, like, to get suspended, you have to do something. And they're not going to. Like I said, I think teams will try to get around it. Fines will happen, and then it'll stop. And then players might sit out. And then those players will see a hit on their next contract offers. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. You don't ask for money. That's the first rule. I don't know many teams that are going to be okay with taking a talent disadvantage to prove a point. It's not to prove a point. It is to prove a point, though. It's not to prove a point. It is absolutely to prove a point. If it's not to prove a point, why do it? Money. Again, worth thirty million, but you, you did this one thing to this other team. I'm only going to give you fifteen. That's like petty. Yeah, no, I'm everyone going knows to what their worth is. Yes, it is, dude. Like, come on. No, it's literally 
like, okay, if I'm expecting you to miss 10 games, okay, that's... That's oh, if God, you're in the Matt Kawhi minutes. Yes, okay. Right, 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 right. So we're talking about Kawhi, okay? Yep. So sure. before we even talk contracts, I'm going to talk about how many, how much you've cost that other team because you missed games, right? So if you missed 10 games and the team got fined every time, so that's 100,000, 250,000, 1 million, 2 million, 3 million. And these are these are linear, right? So that's not 1 million, 2 million. That's 1 million becomes 3 million, becomes 6 million, mm-hmm. right? So I'm taking that out of your contract. That's oh, not going to be offered good. to you because that's I'm not... Petty. I'm not, no, it's not petty. It's I'm not paying you twice. No, but here's the thing. Okay, Kawhi costs the team 15 million, right? Having Kawhi, and Kawhi is not the best example because some people don't like him, but if it's a liked person, you're going to add 20, 30, 40 million net positive still, even though you have to pay these fines. If you're saying money know. is king, I'd rather pay fines and know I'm going to double or triple the amount that I'm paying in fines and mm-hmm. profits than mm-hmm. not take the guy. Right, but are you going to make more money in the regular season or the playoffs? The playoffs. And I'm that's gonna... when you're going to fucking have Kawhi Leonard! Maybe. <laughs> you sat games. You might miss the playoffs by two games. Oh, stop it! Now, I'm Austin. a big Kawhi hater, but I don't think he would load manage to the point that he would put his team in jeopardy of missing playoffs. He's done it before. I don't know. He's done it before. I don't, I don't have the, the know with all to know if that's true or have it in front of me. Because again, it's not about the team for him. It's not about the team. It's not about the fans. It's about him. That's not a team player. That's not. No. So I feel like we've done enough on this. We'll revisit it when the first finds appear. Um, so the next thing, I wouldn't even have thought about this. And maybe we won't even like spend time on this. And this will just be like a little quick segment. Um, Buddy Heald changed his jersey number from number 24 to number 7 uh, for the Indiana Pacers. If you are familiar with the history of basketball, you'll know that Jermaine O'Neal wore number 7 for the Pacers. And he was very, very good when he was wearing that number 7. He made the All-Star team six times. He was in the MVP conversation. Realistically, that Malice at the Palace team, like that team should have gone to the NBA Finals. If not one, they were the favorites that year. Um... And he was the best player on that team. Reggie Miller, even being there aside, um, Pacers didn't retire his number because the Pacers kind of have a stringent policy that you have to make the Hall of Fame or transcend the game for the Pacers to retire your number. So he went on uh, the website formerly known as Twitter and said, I love Buddy and the work that he puts in. My statement has nothing to do with him. It is disappointing to watch teams every year recognize and celebrate players who have been the franchise's very best players on and off the court, but yet the Pacers don't. It's been confusing and disappointing, to say the least. So, 
I don't think this is something unique to the Pacers. I think that a lot of teams are not going to retire your jersey just for being very good and never getting that team over the hump. Because Reggie Miller never got the team over the hump, right? But he's one of the greatest shooters of all time. He's one of the most clutch players of all time. So it made sense. Um, he did enough to get into the Hall of Fame. Jermaine O'Neal did not. Do you think he has a point? Or do you think that there are other teams yeah. that are good examples? So do you think that number seven should be retired for the Pacers? Or Because as a Pacer fan, I don't. Like, I think he's got a strong case. I think he's got probably the strongest case besides maybe Danny Granger. Just because your team is trash and you don't have a lot of great players <laughs> to historically pull from does not mean that the players that you have that were transcendent shouldn't get recognized. If, even, if, <laughs> even if you think Jermaine O'Neal is not a Hall of Fame worthy player, is he a Pacers all time player? Yes. So yes. yes. But but should you permanently take it out of the rotation because he's an all time player? Because Rick Smith was an yes. all time player. Roy Hibbert was an all time player. Should those jerseys be taken out of the equation? Should Kevin Love be taken out of the Cavaliers rotation? Should Kyrie Irving? Kevin I mean, Love, Kyrie... yeah. Kyrie Irving wasn't there long enough. But Kevin, what? Kyrie Irving was not there long enough. Who? I feel like he was in Cleveland longer than Kevin Love. You'd be wrong. Hold on, we're gonna look it up while Austin's talking because I he started to talk. <laughs> My big thing is I. I have a hard time with accepting, like, retiring jerseys. Part of me, just like the logistical side of me, is like, if you keep retiring players yeah, that are like, that's very true. great, you're going to run out of things to play with. Are you going to start playing with, like, triple digits? That's true. Kevin so it's like, I think it's longer. reserved. It should I told be reserved you. for those. Why did you doubt that? Late. Wait, what happened? Why Kevin did you Love doubt that? Because it just feels like Kevin Love. Like, why did you doubt the Homer? Because he's been wrong before. Look, if we were recording this podcast in 2012, he would be defending Anthony Bennett being the draft pick. Stop. Wish I called him a bust. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can do an Anthony Bennett. Um. <laughs> Anyways, I it needs to be reserved for those players, not even just the ones that are Hall of Fame, the ones that literally change the game. Yeah. Like okay. the Russells. LeBron is going to get retired. Yeah. I can yeah, see absolutely. the league retiring six. No, not six, because he played six and 23, right? Yeah. Have they retired Jordans? That's the thing, is they're not retiring 23 for LeBron. Yeah. That's why I was just like, shit. I think that after LeBron, numbers for him. I think after LeBron, the league should retire it for MJ Both and of them. LeBron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah no, I think that. like that would be a classy move. I think that if the league's going to retire numbers, I think as a whole, like Bill Russell, that was smart. Kobe should happen. Like some teams have already so. done it. You don't think so? I don't think so. I I think Kobe I... has transcended the game more than any player in history, and the reason being is like. You can walk down the street and see a kid try to throw something in the trash can, and this is a kid that, like, he never saw Kobe play. He was born in 2016, and he's going to yell Kobe. 
Mm-hmm. Like Kobe transcended the game in a way no one ever has, so regardless think, of if you like him or not. And he's I the third all time goat for me right now. I agree with all of that. Like Kobe is on, you know, everything you said is right. I think just from a personal standpoint, and this might change in the future, this may sound bad. I'm so tired of people like capitalizing on Kobe. Like That's every. Fair. Everything in the media when it comes to number eight or twenty-four, Kobe, 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 and it's like we get it. Like we all understand what happened. You know, we understand what it is. But constant reminder is just getting annoying to me. I guess that's fair. He's the first. So realistically, he's the first superstar in the NBA. And like, I'm not saying that is like like all-time superstar, like top fifteen player. He's the first. Mm all-time great player to retire during the social media age yeah so it's gonna have an impact on what we see as fans and it could get exhausting but i think that's the way it's going to be going forward yeah um but i think if they they retire 8 or 24 i'm not mad it just loses its significance to me because i feel like it's just another like oh look we're you know we're respecting Kobe again. Look at us. We're, you know, doing the right thing. It just comes off as like a PR ploy to me sometimes. I, I do think that it's it, to an extent warranted to retire one of them. If, in my opinion, it should be eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- would I be mad if they don't know? And obviously at this point it's too late, so I don't think they're going to, but yeah. But I do think there's like this, not to bring up 2K, but like players have this higher opinion of themselves than I think fans do besides like homers because like DeJounte Murray went on the website formerly known as Twitter the other day and like (laughs) the Atlanta Hawks posted on the release of 2K like, oh, what do you guys think of all of our players ratings? And he was like, oh, they're garbage, just like the game. Because he thinks that he should be the top echelon of point guards, and he's not. You can say, oh, he's the best point guard on Atlanta Hawks. Ha ha, I'm Angelo. But even if that's the case, like, he shouldn't be that much higher than he is. Like, the rating system is very robust. It's very accurate. Um, It's just players think that they should all be 99s and everything. And I think players have that ideal about themselves in terms of legacy. And Jermaine O'Neal... Again, he was an MVP candidate. He was very, very good. I was too young to remember anything, but he was very, very good. Um, just knowing the Pacers' history, seeing that, and seeing that out of his eight years in Indiana, he was an all-star eight times, like, or at six times. Um, but that doesn't mean you're going to get your jersey retired. If he got them over the hump and won the championship, absolutely, we'd talk about it. But Players that would actually deserve that in Pacers history. Danny Granger. Maybe Paul George, because I think while Paul George wasn't as accoladed while he was here, because he did leave a little early. You can say whatever you want, Angelo. The Pacers were the biggest threat to the Cavaliers during, or the Heatles during LeBron's stint in Miami. Prior to the Warriors, that is. Um, 
And that was largely because Paul George. That wasn't like the team was solid defensively. It's one of the greatest defensive teams of all time. But Paul George is what made that team such a threat. And any other era in that team probably goes to the NBA Finals and maybe wins a couple. Um, but Paul George leaving the way he left, even though, like, if you, I don't know if you guys listen to, like, NBA players podcasts, but Draymond Green, for as much of an idiot as he is, sometimes his podcast is really good. Paul George's is very good. He I talks nice. about Paul George's. He's very, very, like, well-spoken, intelligent, like, but when he's talking about his time in Indiana, like, he doesn't talk about the organization in a positive light at all. <laughs> Um, but he does talk about like being in Indiana and how like if the organization was different, he would have wanted to stay here. Mm -hmm. And I think that might shift our perception as local fans of him and whether or not he would be deserving of it. But Indiana is very stringent on you have to make the Hall of Fame. Like that's our bar. If you make the Hall of Fame, we're going to discuss it. So here's my question. Mm -hmm. What NBA championships do you have to ask that? What do you mean? You usually have to win championships to make the Hall of Fame. So what NBA like championships do the Pacers have historically to so, ask that as their mandate? So we only have one NBA player retired, which is Reggie Miller. And that's that's warranted. Regardless of winning any championships, like this was Reggie's city. Prior to that, all of the players were ABA players when the Pacers were a dynasty in the ABA. And I know how you feel about the ABA and talking about that. But it was a league on par at the time with the NBA. Like in terms of like talent pools, it was very similar to the NBA. It's more similar to the modern game than the NBA at that time was. So the Pacers do have championships. They're just not NBA championships. And they have a wealth of talent that have played for the team, even going to the NBA era, like Mel Daniels. Mel Daniels played in the NBA, right? I think he was one of the transition players. Ah, uh, Homerism failing me. <laughs> that sounds right. We're going to go with it because I have no idea who you're even talking about. You don't know who Mel Daniels is? Nope. Ah. Uh. So he was irrelevant. ABA only. Um, huh. No, he played one year in the NBA. He played one year in the NBA. So it counts. Um, <laughs> regardless, I don't think you necessarily have to win a championship to have high standards. Why? Why not? You're so, telling me. So you're, you're telling. Tell, you're so telling no, 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 no. I'm not going to let you do this. So you're telling me you don't want to facilitate them getting in the Hall of Fame, but you want that to be a requirement for them to be retired on your out of your organization. How about you win some games first? How many? How about that? How about you win some championships? How about you actually facilitate a star to be eligible for the Hall of Fame before you require it as part of right, getting your jersey retired? Can I can I, I ask you a question? question? I have a question for clarification first. Yes. Uh -huh. Are you, are we arguing, because I kind of got lost here, are we arguing that the Pacers restrictions or 
requirements for for tying a jersey are too high yes that's what i'm saying okay okay i'm so 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 my my question then how many championships did reggie miller bring to the franchise zero is reggie miller in the hall of fame is he is he the only one there is he no he's not but is he in the hall of fame yes okay so so you so you don't have to win a championship to be in the Hall of Fame, right? Correct. So, so our, our stipulation that you have to be good enough to make the Hall of Fame is setting a bar too high because we haven't won a championship. So if you don't make the Hall of Fame because we haven't won a championship, you should get the brownie points of having your jersey retired. That's what you're saying? Yes. Yes, because just because you're an historically crappy organization doesn't mean the players that have actually done something with the crap that you've given them shouldn't be recognized. You can say all you want, but the Indiana Pacers have foiled talent again and again and again so far. So, like, yes, I want to give credit to the people who turned the chicken crap into chicken salad. Yes. Sue me. Sue me. <laughs> I'm just confused, I guess. Because that's like... So, the reason I'm confused is because in terms of, like, win-loss, like, where do you think the Pacers are all-time? Like, out of all 30 teams. So... What facilitates you getting into the Hall of Fame more? A championship ring or winning in the regular season? No, 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 no. no. What, what, please, what please answer that. But what I'm asking, I, I just have a legitimate question. This is a legitimate question. Win percentage all time, do you think, where do you think the Pacers are out of all the teams? If I had to guess, probably 15 or 16. They're 15. They're, they're in the middle of the pack. Yeah. Like we're not talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers at 22. We're not talking about the Kawhi All-Star MVP led Los Angeles Clippers at 29. We're talking about number 15. We're talking about top 15. You want to talk about garbage franchises? Cleveland Cavaliers 22. Yes, you, but they now, facilitated that one of their superstars getting a championship. No, no, no. He How's left. How's PG doing? He left. What's PG doing? If PG came back this season, the Pacers are in contention. Stop it. You don't think so? No. You I do not think, I that... think they go to the finals. No. They don't make it out the East. They don't make it out the East. They're in contention. They're one of the teams that you're not going to be surprised if they made the finals, right? I would be. Well, no. I, I, I would be. With Austin? Tyrese Halliburton. I forgot Austin? About... With Tyrese Halliburton, Miles Turner, Paul George, you would be surprised that team made it out of the East. Yes. That's ridiculous. Um, but no, you're, you're, LeBron had to leave and wait for y'all to suck and draft an all-time great, not an all-time great, a legitimately talented point guard. He's about yeah. to call Kyrie all-time great. Let's go. Well, I'm thinking in my head of like where I would rank Kyrie all-time in point guards, and like 
it hurts too much to think about right now. <laughs> but that's what I thought. But no, so that's probably going to be one of the hardest discussions ever after he retires. Irie, yeah, it's going to be an interesting discussion. It's going to depend on his on the rest board. of his career. I think yeah. it depends on the rest of his career, and like he needs to win one without LeBron. But again, LeBron had to leave. Cavs had to suck again, get a superstar, and then he came back, and then all oh, we won with two superstars. This this covers all the like. If the Pacers had LeBron and Kyrie, the Pacers win. Was Kyrie great? Like I don't, I don't. We didn't really follow basketball until after LeBron came back. Was Kyrie good before LeBron? What year did did LeBron come back in twenty sixteen? Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. So in twenty fourteen, Kyrie averaged twenty one and five with no teammates to speak of. So he was getting on the buckets, so that's yeah. irrelevant. He was shooting forty six percent from the field, like okay. at a like. You think let's <laughs> let's not pretend he was just chucking shots here. Granted, when LeBron got there, he averaged twenty five, but he's maintained that with and without LeBron since then. So, like we can say, oh, that was all because of LeBron, but that would be disrespectful to what Kyrie has done. Mm-hmm. Um. So, no, Kyrie was a great player regardless, and then LeBron came back, and all we won, like, LeBron couldn't do it himself, but once he had teammates, he did it, and we're going to pretend, like, oh, that erases all the bad history, but we don't do that with other teams. We only do that with our homer team, Angelo. Um, so, no, I don't think that having a high standard is a problem. I think all teams should have high standards because you're permanently taking a number out of rotation. Being good but not good enough doesn't get you in the contention. Those Reggie Miller-led teams, they went toe-to-toe with the Michael Jordan Bulls. They never got over the hump, but it was exciting basketball. It was good basketball. It was the shot. It was the push-off. Like, there's memorable moments. There's silencing Spike Lee. There's none of that with Jermaine O'Neal. He was in a conversation to be most valuable player in the NBA. He wasn't the most valuable player in the NBA, but he was in the conversation for it. That doesn't get your jersey retired. And that you disagree with that is, I think, just your hatred for the Pacers coming through. <laughs> Because if we were talking about another franchise, you'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, no. Like, you, you don't get a participation trophy. Am I wrong? So Julius Randle retires tomorrow. Are you retiring his jersey in New York, Angelo? Yes, it is not oh Julius God. Randle's Excuse fault. Me? The Knicks are a crappy run organization. Oh, my God. He No. No, you're retiring Julius Randle's number tomorrow if he retires. It's not Stop. his fault that Stop. they're a crappy organization. But it is his fault that he's not an all-time great. Are you retiring Clay Thompson's? Yes. There's, there's, a, there's an argument for all of the core three of Golden State. I feel sure. like you could make an argument for all three. I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. Do they deserve it statistically? No, but for what they've done for that city, yeah, absolutely. I think that's the thing. Goes back to my, uh, I think 
retiring jerseys is a lot more sacred so, than I guess other people. So I think yeah, it is, fair. but I think we we agree in some context where I think you think they need to transcend the game, right? Mm-hmm. I think those three players did that for Golden State, not like as an NBA franchise, but as a city. So as the Bay Area, like those three are royalty. And I think that's why. Now, if you gave me those three players on a different team and they didn't have the success they had and they didn't have the city backing them, no, absolutely not. But just for what those players did on the court and off the court for that city, absolutely, I think they should retire. I wouldn't have a problem with it. I think, obviously, Steph is 100% a retiree. Oh, yeah. Like, that's not even a question. And then I think Clay. Dre is the hardest sell for me, but I think that I wouldn't be mad about it. Like, I wouldn't disagree with it. Like, three retire. Only one I could do there. Mm, we'll see. Maybe James Wiseman. Eventually. Well, I mean, Angelo. Just because it's a bad organization. Yeah. <laughs> it's not James Wiseman's fault. Yeah, it's not James Wiseman's fault he wasn't good. It was the Warriors. Oh, God. There was a third topic tonight. Hold on. It was about uh, MVP with LeBron. MVP with LeBron. Okay, that's a quick one. So we talk a lot about voter fatigue. We talked a lot about it during last season's voting, right? Yeah, Um, I was right about it. I just think it's stupid. So... You think it's stupid. Do you think if LeBron... If we didn't have voter fatigue, does LeBron win more MVPs? Yes or no? Yes. Which years do you think he was deserving of it? The Derrick Rose year, for sure. Outside of that... Go ahead. That's the only one, because I'm looking at the MVPs year by year. 2014, KD averaged 32. LeBron averaged 27. And OKC won more games. 2015, LeBron had a down year statistically. Cavs only won 53. Steph had almost identical numbers. And the Warriors won 14 games. 2016, that was Steph's 73-win season. Like, nah. Steph won, uh, Steph won that MVP, right? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. 2017, Harden hands down beat him i don't think like i'm I'm not a harden fan i think he's a stat patter but the stats say harden won 2018 same thing uh harden and lebron averaged very similar numbers but harden was way more efficient and won more games 2019 lebron only played 50 games and they missed the playoffs 2020, LeBron averaged 25. Giannis averaged 30 and 14. What season, besides Derrick Rose? Derrick Rose, maybe. But I think that there's an argument to be made that they had similar enough numbers that Derrick Rose should have won that because of how exciting he was as a player. Because at that point, statistically, it was a debate of you know, which player do you prefer? And I think most people watching would have preferred Derrick Rose because he was exciting. Oh, was... So which which season of the ones I listed, 
are you uh are you taking LeBron over? The Derrick Rose season. Outside of that, you could make an argument. But I mean LeBron is still the best player in a given year, so Yeah. Like it's the case. Just because he's Just because he's the best player doesn't always mean he's the most valuable to his team at the time. Yeah. But I don't on a season by season basis, are we really comfortable saying LeBron is always the best player in his career? Yes. He's, he's one of, if not the best, every year. Yes. There are years, hands down, Steph Curry was a better player. Hands down, Giannis was a better player. One of, if not the best. No, no, no. I'm not talking to you. I, Angelo's oh, just okay. dead, like deadpan okay. saying yes. <laughs> So you would take, you you would say LeBron had a better season than Steph Curry's legendary season. When I'm saying he's one of the best players, and he was the best player in the world. You can say it was Steph Curry's, but LeBron, we don't know the world. LeBron can do things that Steph Curry cannot. So they're still. And can he do things that Giannis cannot? Yes. Like what? Like. He's a better passer, he's better at initiating, and he's a better shooter. So, (laughs) yes, he is. I don't know where exactly the flaw in LeBron's game is. Where is it? Um, Three-point shooting. Better than Giannis. He's not Steph, but he's better than Giannis. Is he a better finisher than Giannis? Probably. Oh, I don't know. I think he's a better overall finisher like finesse. yeah he's better at getting at the rim and he's better more so, like Giannis will power through you more yeah, yes Giannis, 100%. Giannis is just a bull so in a china shop what I think is Gian, or LeBron is a better overall player than Steph or Jokic or Giannis right like I, I think overall if you're talking all facets of the game LeBron is the better player I'm not going to ever argue with that yeah but is the gap like is he a better defender than Steph Curry? Absolutely. Is the gap in that more than Steph's value as a shooter is where yes. we get into a discussion? I don't know. Yes. So is it easier? Let's say you're building a team. Okay. Is it easier to hide someone on defense that can shoot the lights out from all over the floor that's going to break every record known to man regarding three-point scoring? Or would you rather like have a guy that in those seasons is better overall, but you're going to get a worse team? Are you going to get a worse team? Mm. You... You have the better initiator. You have the better facilitator. You have the better I, defender. On, you have on, the better finisher. You like. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's not act like the gap between LeBron and Steph's playmaking abilities is huge. It's not at all. Defending and finishing. At, I don't even know if I would say finishing because Steph. Are is you really serious? I'm not saying like they're on par. I'm saying like what's the the gap isn't as big because. Steph's float game and his ability to finish high off the backboard is pretty unmatched. Like Defending is the only thing 100% that's so far away 
I'm not saying that Steph is better than LeBron at the other two. I'm just saying like that's the only thing that's like a major gap. Listen. Mm-hmm. LeBron is the best player in a given year. I'd say until or arguably the best player of the year. I'd say until his the Mickey Mouse ring. I think at the end of that I called it the Mickey Mouse ring. I yep, win. Yep. I think I think seeing that he needed that extended break and he was great after that break was kind of the start of the downfall. Oh yeah, not on defense. But Brown stopped playing I, defense like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying like as a player overall, like as far um, as what it, what his abilities dictated. But. I don't know. I think that we're gonna like later on we'll be debating it closer because I don't think. Again, I think LeBron is the far better overall player, but I don't think the gap between him and Steph is as big as we think. I think in hindsight, we'll be able to justify it like closer. Because right now, like Steph, we talk about as like a top 15 player all time, right? Right. Here's the I, thing. It's, it's hard to put someone as a top, I'd argue, five player without the ability to defend very well. That's... That's my whole argument for I don't think Luca's going to correct the top five, even if he reaches his And I mean, I I think that's fair, but if it translates to wins, can you really argue with it? It's fair. So, that's why I'm saying I think that Steph's career is going to be more interesting to talk about in hindsight. Yeah. Because I do think we'll talk about him in that upper echelon of players and we don't do that right now. And I, I don't think we should right now because... Yeah, he still could add things to the resume. 100%. I mean, LeBron could still add things to the resume. Yeah, he's still the but... top player on, you know, arguably a contender team. So. so, I don't know. I'm... I'm more willing to put Steph into that top five already because I think that even if you ignore the flaws to his game you're talking about a player more than any that transcended the game and like I said like for me that's critical that's a critical juncture in a player's all-time status um because very few players not only changed the game but had success because Allen Iverson changed the game. He didn't do anything with it, but he changed the game. <laughs> Steph Curry literally changed how NBA offenses were played. And he won. So it's hard for me to not justify putting him in that top 10, top 5. Um, well, we'll get to this conversation when it's time for the conversation. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's really, I just... Since we're comparing them, I... Yeah. And I don't like I'm I'm not saying like I'm gonna I would never put Steph above LeBron in the all time list. Like I don't think there's anything Steph could do in his career that would supplant LeBron in that number two, number one spot. Um I'm just saying I don't think it's very fair to like play it off like LeBron is significantly better. Like he's better for sure. But the only thing where he really wipes the floor with Steph is defense. And yes, that's enough to put him head and shoulders above I mean, Steph. But let's not act like Steph is a bad playmaker or a bad finisher because he's not. 
I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he's not LeBron. Like, if you watch those finals, it became glaringly obvious, at least to me, without KD, the Warriors were not taking those finals. I don't know. That's because that's LeBron is that the, big of an we impact. Could play, we could play a game of what ifs and it would be infinite. Yeah, that's true. And it's easy to say that without LeBron or without KD, the Warriors wouldn't win. But without Max Struess, the Heat don't even make the finals. <laughs> they don't even make the playoffs. <laughs> maybe not. But that's a game of what ifs, because if Max Struess isn't there, well, maybe that game without Struess, Jimmy Butler hit 10 threes in a row. When you're playing a game of what ifs, it's infinite. Yeah. So without KD, maybe Steph goes off. Maybe Clay goes off. Maybe Draymond goes off. Maybe Festus Azili goes off. We don't know because that timeline didn't happen. So it's easy to say, oh, they only won because KD was there, but we don't know. That's a completely different situation that never happened. So, um, yeah. I mean, Austin, do you have any thoughts on this conversation? There aren't very many teams who blow 3 yeah, 1 leads to come back and are fine. But go on. I actually had a question about what you said, Ren. You said you don't think Curry does anything to take one or two. Do you think Curry can take the three? That's. Mm, I don't. Wilt? Think so. Did he say Wilt? Curry, Kobe. Oh, okay, okay. Um, no, I, I don't like foresee any. I don't. I don't even necessarily see him breaking into that top five. I just think that that's a conversation that could happen and should happen. Is where is Steph? My four or five. So for me personally, and again, this is all subjective. So it goes MJ, LeBron, Kobe, Wilt. Wilt. Dream. Okay. okay. So for me, it, like, I get that Dream. Wilt played in a different era. Yeah. But. And he didn't, he wasn't even, he didn't even eat in his era as far as like winning championships. That was Bill Russell. So. I don't know. I don't think Angel's a supporter of Will Chamberlain. He's not. not at all. I'm not. <laughs> he, he's like, if you asked Angelo his top 10 of all time, it's going to be LeBron, Kyrie yeah. Irving, Kevin Love, <laughs> Joe <laughs> Burrow. <laughs> Player played before he was old enough to watch their trash. No, I don't think Kareem's trash. I think Kareem's in the top five. I think easily. Oh, I. For me, the player I debate I, is. Magic. I think. I was. Yeah. Say, I was surprised Angel or Ren didn't put Magic in there. Yeah, that's true. I think it's because, like, in my head, like the shortened career. I think, generally speaking, Kobe, LeBron, MJ, and I'd argue Kareem if you don't have in your top five is yeah, and I'd argue the fifth person is debatable between a lot of people. Yeah, the fifth person comes down to personal preference. Yeah. But, like, so, for example, I'm a Pittsburgh Penguins fan in hockey, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't put Mario Lemieux in the same conversation as Gretzky because he missed so many years after his cancer diagnosis. So, like, availability is important. So, like, that's probably why in my head I don't have magic there. 
even though he came back and all that. So should he be there? Probably. I think it's debatable. I think you could argue Magic. You could argue Bird. You could argue um, Tim Duncan in there. Yeah, for sure. So I didn't think about Tim Duncan. I like that. Yeah. So, so Tim Duncan is, is a sneaky goat pick. Let's honestly. let's yeah. do before we wrap up. Let's do a fun, a fun quick experiment. So ignoring like all time records. Okay. So who are your top five all time not like who's the best all time like, like preference get your personal preference so like austin's gonna say Dirk at number one yes so who are your top five all-time favorite players to watch regardless of career success regardless of championships so this is gonna be really hard for angelo that's specifically why i'm asking <laughs> no it's not so top five all time angelo go Th- this is lebron this is kobe this is steph I'd argue Kawhi. Mm-hmm. And I is a hard one. Because of the back of my neck just stood up when you said Kawhi. <laughs> I mean he is. <laughs> he is like fun to watch. Not vomited. wrong. Hmm? I almost projectile vomited. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I think five would have to be Draymond. As crazy as that sounds. That's <laughs> if you had asked me to guess who number five was, Draymond's not even like in top my 50. top 50 for who I think you're gonna say. I think like Norm Powell, Kyle Lowry. I think I thought OG on an Obi before Draymond, yeah. Like, no disrespect to Draymond, that's just not who I expected Angelo to say. <laughs> yeah, so there you go, there's my five. Austin? Uh, I need to think on this one. Exactly. So for me, like, I'm going to do it based on, again, favorite players to watch, and there's different reasons for each of them. Rondo's on this list. Num- number one's Rondo. And the reason being is those Celtics teams, not the after, but, like, the fake passes, the passing it off people's heads. Like, it, it was just fun to watch. Number two is Derrick Rose. Um, prior to the injury, and even now, like who doesn't like Derek Rose? Um, uh, so <laughs> you don't like Derek Rose? No, my team is so much worse. I just finished it. Uh, <laughs> so that was my number two. Um, number three. This is actually a lot harder than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, it isn't easy, huh? It, I oh, could it was just easy for me once I actually sat down and thought. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like players that I enjoy like Luca I think Luca's there for me now like he's super fun to watch mm. um, that's why I didn't say Jokic those few years Brandon Roy was healthy mm. that was fun uh, and then Golden State Warriors Monte Ellis bitch oh, that's gross you said Monte too yeah he's gonna yeah. be my five that's gross. So who's your five? Awesome. So I got Dirk at one. CP3 at number two. <laughs> I didn't know I could projectile vomit twice in a row. Uh, just just wait. Okay. Andre Igudala at three. That's fair. Um, Jeremy Lin at four. 
And then what? Five. <laughs> <laughs> Those two weeks of Jeremy Lin were so fun. Lin sanity. Lin sanity. I thought it lasted longer than it did, but no, it was only two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it felt longer. And number I five was Monterey. Hey, he's he's tearing it up in Shanghai. Him and Dwight Howard. Hey, Dwight Howard. Uh, they're actually he's in negotiations with the Warriors. That's news. I forgot. Taj Gibson's honestly probably to play with Chris Paul off the bench. Yeah. Although Chris Paul is starting, they said. What? <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Curry said. Curry said he's gonna start. That might be how they open the season. That that's gonna yeah. last like two games until they realize how bad that defense is, and then they're gonna. Flips hey, with CP3's it. got defense. No, he doesn't. Not He's anymore. He's a better defender than Steph still. I don't think so. <laughs> CP3 is old. Like, not even, like, old by NBA standards. He's just old. He's slow. If Zion ever stayed healthy, he'd probably be on my top five. Yeah. Hey, oh, guys. No. Wait, I got one quick thing. Go, go for it. I think that at some point, and any YouTube people that are listening, you should make this video. Make oh, no. a cheeseburger eating competition between Zion and Mello. <laughs> cheeseburger Mello. Cheeseburger Mello. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'm hungry now. Uh, hey, look. If you've listened this far, thanks. And Appreciate how? you. Why I don't know, but you're here and I appreciate it. And I'm sure Austin and Angelo do as well. Yeah. Um, if you're into football, jump over to our No Reserves football podcast with Angelo and Alex. It's fun. It's on we'll the same network. Audio improvements coming too. There will be audio improvements coming to that one as well. Um, oh, funny enough, Alex texted me today. He said he ordered his mic. Yeah. Um, do you want to like give a spoiler or like a a little teaser for what's coming up on this week's episode, Angela. Ooh, well, no, know. I definitely know <laughs> because we usually do a similar slate of schedules where like, we'll review the Sunday night games for Tuesday, the episode that releases Tuesday. And then on a Thursday episode, we'll talk about like some fantasy relevant topics, We'll review the Monday night football game and then we'll give some predictions for the following week. Okay. So I need to figure out something for that because doing all that for the first time, the episode was almost three hours. So, so <laughs> we, we briefly talked about it. I don't know. Like I've been too busy to tune into the episodes. I haven't even listened to ours to listen back to see how much of an idiot we sound like. Um, yeah. Have you guys or are you guys going to do like fantasy football like thoughts going into the week, like predictions or like recommendations for who you think should start and who should sit? That would be so that would make the other episode also three hours long. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I didn't know if you guys were going to do like an open gym type thing. That is something we can discuss. I know in the off season we plan on doing like once a week and it being fantasy. mostly fantasy unless That's there's fair. things like the draft or free agency to review, stuff like that. Well, if any of that interests you. Oh, go ahead, Austin. I was going to say, I think for the Thursday, the Tuesday episode, make it 
the break, like the review of the previous week and looking ahead because we have the schedule. That's true. And then oh. Thursday, make it fantasy. Well, if any of that interests you, jump over and check them out. It's on the same network. So if you've got push notifications enabled, which you should, you'll get that. Uh, follow us on social media. Eventually, we're going to figure that out. At No Reserve Video on all platforms. Yeah. Um, we're also, I've been saying this for like four straight weeks, but we were on the verge of starting to stream on Twitch with 2K. <laughs> That's going to be the kickoff. Do you want to talk um, about that? When are we going to do that, Ren? We'll, we'll jump into a quick bonus episode about like 2K real quick. But Oh, God, I have so oh, many things to say. Okay. So jump in, jump in on Monday to our bonus episode and we'll talk about 2k if you're interested in 2k um but besides that yeah hey thanks for listening for the past like seven months eight months however long we've been doing this uh we really do it's a year in november it's a year in november we're gonna do something big for the year i don't know what yet we haven't even talked about that but it's insane to me that we've made it this far that we're actually seeing metrics kind of jump so one of the biggest asks I can have for you, if you've listened to us since the start, or if you've listened to us for multiple weeks, do the metrics things, like comment, subscribe, whatever it may be, give us the five-star review. It does help with our push to continue to grow the channel. We're going to keep doing this whether we grow or not, but every time we see that little notification go up, it does seem to impact the growth. Mm-hmm. And so you can do your part if you like what we do here to help push us to other people. Or just um, share it to other people. Or just share it. Yeah, share it to other people. If you have friends that like basketball and you're like, hey, check out these idiots, you can share a good laugh. You can make fun of us. We're dumb. Yeah. It's a job. And eventually, eventually we'll have more sponsors. I'm being a stickler with the sponsors. And also, I, d- I don't see anything I like. Like, so let, let, let me talk about this for a second. Let me talk about this. We should talk about that in the bonus episode because this okay. is going on long. Okay, that, okay. I do just want to highlight because not everyone's going to go listen to the bonus episode because not everyone likes to listen to that stupidity. I'd just like to highlight that he has a problem with the sponsors even though he's going to make me do the plugs. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hey, and, and on the bright side, at least you know that you're not talking about something stupid and it's something I thought about and planned out. He's just waiting for me to have to do a plug for, like, Depends Adult Diapers or something. <laughs> but, hey, I, thanks for listening, guys. No, the My Little Pony season whatever. I'd quit. <laughs> I'd quit. I'd straight up quit. Like, I, wouldn't even did, I wouldn't give a notice. You just wouldn't have her next week. But, hey, guys, seriously. Thanks for listening. Tune in on Monday for the bonus episode. We're going to hang around for a little bit. and If you listen to the Monday episode, it'll be like you never left because we're just going to jump right into it real quick. And it won't be a super long episode because I'm tired. Me too. Future Angelo, do the editing thing. Everyone else, we will see you Monday, but also next Sunday. And Angelo, will see you on Tuesday. Thanks. Love you. Bye.